Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Once again, we are in the history box. Balls deep in it, you could say. Um, I just wanted to say that. Mm. We're looking at the first ever issue of Loaded Magazine from 1994, May 1994. 95 pence, first issue, special price, and wasn't it a special occasion? Um, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep going chronologically through it, or do you want to just pick a random page and see what comes up, or what should we do? We're at the Paul Weller interview, which I don't think there's. I've had a look at it. There's You're not, not interested in, in that, are you? Nah, you can have a look if you want. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, um, Paul Weller interviews are good usually, but I yeah, feel yeah. that in this first issue, their interviews had not yet hit their stride. Like the yeah, the big thing was um, the big thing was that they started doing these mental interviews, right? And the, the king of their interviews was John Wilde, I think, who I think's got a couple of pieces in there. He definitely wrote the um, thing about the... Uh, he definitely wrote the thing about the goal, you know, the Hereford United goal. No, Hartlepool. Yeah. Was it Hereford or Hartlepool? I can't remember. Hereford. Yeah, Hereford. Yeah. He wrote that. But he, he kind of was an, an expert interviewer. Um, he was really funny at interviewing people and they started doing mental interviews. But I think, and having read the book recently, I think that for this first one, as is quite common, before you've established yourself with all the like publicists who are the gatekeepers to these sorts of individuals, mm. they bought them in from America. So I'm pretty sure oh, like right. the Gary Oldman one, which was on um, yeah. the cover, is certainly one that they just bought in last minute. Because yeah. the dummy, there's always a dummy issue, at least one, that doesn't get published, yeah. and they're fascinating. And I was reminded of it the other day because um, a few years later, as I've probably said, I, I launched a magazine in the same little building, which is an annex of IPC's King's Reach Tower. And when we got there, it hadn't actually been used to develop a mag since Loaded had done it a few years before. Oh, right. So there was still a load of their old shit lying around, and it was fascinating because it was all you know <laughs> dusty and messy. Time capsule. And I bought a book called Getting Away With It by Tim Southwell, who's the deputy editor of Loaded. And yes, it, I've got and, that as well. And it had come out just a few years afterwards. I think he had left after the first three, four years, and then he'd written this book. And I was captivated by it, because obviously, as a young person getting into the magazine industry myself, and I bought it just as I got this job working at IPC. So anyway, I was reading this book, and it was really good. And I think you still get it. I don't know if you can get it on Amazon or eBay or whatever. I was looking last week. Yeah, it's still it's still out there on the uh, the resale market. I think they call it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be interested to read it now that I've just read James Brown's book. But anyway, uh, it was interesting because I was in this office and I found a, an old dummy copy of Loaded just lying around. Do you know what I mean? <gasps> like in a drawer or something Whoa. like that. And I was yeah. absolutely thrilled by this. I was there trying to. I was there doing my own dummy for another magazine. Did you nick it? Nah, I think we did. We did pour over it a great deal, though. You know, we did spend a long time sort of looking at it. Just, just fascinating, you know, like an old artifact. Anyway, I noticed that James Brown had posted. A, I think they did a few, but he posted. I think the same one that I'd seen um, on his Instagram, and it had Paul Calf on the cover. Yeah, I saw that the other day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Paul Calf was really popular at the time, wasn't he? I mean, at the time, Steve Coogan, it was sort of almost as popular as Alan Partridge, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I remember the first time I saw him do it. It was on Saturday Zoo, that Jonathan Ross thing on Channel oh, 4 yeah. on a Saturday Great. night. It was yeah. the first ever episode of that, and he wandered on. And it took a couple of minutes to realise that this was actually someone doing a character, that <laughs> it was Steve Coogan. You thought someone had forced so... their way on stage or something. <laughs> it, it, he inhabited the character so much that it, it was hard to tell what the fuck was going on. But, um, yeah, Paul Coff, good times. Yeah. Um, Alan Partridge, new new series of the podcast, by the way, while we're talking Coogan. Mm. Uh, second series of the From the Oast House podcast. Yeah. Only available to Audible. Uh, really good. Yeah, really, I'll give really it a good. listen. Funny enough, recommend. I was going for a run this morning and I had a, I had what's called a pod block, right? Oh! Because sometimes if you go for a run, if you're not in the right... Sometimes I run without any music or anything in my ears, but that's usually not by design. That's very often because I've just like run out of batteries or something. But I, I should learn to do it more often because it's um, quite nice, really, especially if you're out in the park, you hear the birds singing, etc. But yeah. usually I just don't have that level of zen. And so I need some play in my ears. And a good podcast really makes all the difference. I'd like to think some people listen to this while running, right? If you're listening to this, if you're running right now, keep going, right? But yeah. sometimes if you haven't really got one on the go, it's a bit frustrating. It's a bit like when you go to bed at night and you haven't really got a great book that you're into. You sort of think, what am I fucking yeah. supposed to do now? Um, so I, I've had pod block. Uh, usually, usually I just all listen right. to West Ham pods, to be honest. But if I've right. run out of them... Or there's been a game since the last one came out. I don't know what to do with myself. So I wish I'd known that um, there was the uh, from the outset. Well, actually, I should have known because I, there's been ads all over the place for it. I have I have pods on the go, but I also have a, an audio book usually on Audible. Yeah, you get one free one a month. Yeah, you did, don't you? I've got that. Yeah, that I'm, I'm wading through because I mean they take about ten, twelve hours to get through. Sometimes some of them. The, yeah, the that's true. Books. Yeah. Or you can speed them up if you want to get through quicker and listen to the the. I've never narrator, really become the chipmunk style. I, I remember listening to Arsene Wenger's when I was running. That was good, mm. but the best ever audio book book I read was Rod Stewart's. That I listened to, sorry, was Rod Stewart's because he you had read it. I, I listened to it, and that's one of the only ones I've listened to because my uncle gave me a tip. He said, "Have you read Rod Stewart's autobiography?" And I said, "No." And he goes, "Get the audio book. It's sensational." Is, is it Rod? No, is it Rod reading it? it's Rod's mate who's a thespian, right? <laughs> and he goes like, he, he does these amazing anecdotes, but he's quite posh, so he sounds nothing like Rod, but it's really funny. He's got a lovely kind of bar, like, a, you know, like he was trained in the Royal ah, Shakespeare Company. That sounds and, good. And he's, like, do that. and he's like this, he goes, 
you know, like, obviously my favourite, best bit in the book that I've quoted a huge amount on this podcast is his chat-up line, which is, hello, darling, what yeah. you got in your handbag, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just great, because when he does bits like that, that are so much in Rod's sort of London vernacular, he does it like this. He goes, yeah. I would often approach the most beautiful woman in the bar and say, hello, darling, what you got in your handbag? That's fucking great. That's yeah. so wrong, but so right as well. Yeah, it's really Having somebody funny. like that doing it. Yeah. I like that. We'll explore. Where were we? What were we on about? Yeah, so we were just looking through the mag. We've Tim got Southwell's to, book. Yeah, Tim Southwell's book, which is about the making of this mag, which is also good. Um, and the because we, we, we were talking about the interviews. They've got interviews with Paul Weller. They've got one mm. with Gary Oldman, which I was saying, I think they just bought in from an American ad, from an American magazine, mm. which you can do, because all, all the articles get syndicated. And sometimes if you've got a gap in your magazine, you... Um, you uh, just can buy something from, like, you know, on the market. I tell you a bit, look- just just to jump around a little bit that I'm really keen to talk about that, that I was looking at earlier, is they've got on page 44 and 45, they've got a spread, which is just two female columnists, right? Yes. Which is one of the things that, you know, people will often point the finger at Loaded and say, oh, it was really sexist and misogynist and all of that. And, uh, you know, the truth is is that they, they helped the careers. I mean, you know, Barbara Ellen, who I think has been one of the best columnists in the British newspapers for years now, you know, this was, mm. I think, one of her early columns. And this is about her being a habitual man-beater, right? In oh. relationships, she would often beat her man, which, uh, again, nowadays I don't... Physically? Yeah, physically, yeah. I don't think that this would... um, I'm not sure whether or not this would fly a piece like this now. And on the opposing page is uh, an old friend of mine, Marianne Hobbs, who you can still hear on Six Music and who is an excellent person. And she writes a piece about um, being croaked for the first time round the back of a, like, school disco, right, in a a village hall. And it's very, very funny really honest but again you know there's stuff in it that you think would be regarded as much more problematic now not from her point of view but she's basically talking about how you know when she was 14 and first basically snogging a boy she didn't know what she was doing and the boy is just immediately quite aggressively trying to grope and take liberties and you just that was just part of the dance sort of thing and it's quite uh yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's quite shocking actually, uh, but it's beautifully written. Both these people are great writers um, and, you know, just really intelligent, smart women writing first person, r- extremely honest pieces yeah. that I would not describe as that term that came, came, became popular, like, you know, in the aftermath of Loaded was Ladette, wasn't it? But I, I found that yeah. really patronising because, like, you know, most of the girls that I hung out with were just as foul-mouthed and funny and hard-drinking as the lads, sometimes more so. That had always been the case. So suddenly calling these women ladettes felt like patronising because it's sort of like, oh, look, they're, they're sort of mimicking the behaviour of the men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's sort of like, yeah. well, not really. That's their behaviour as much as it is ours. It doesn't. Not everything has to be seen through the prism of like the way blokes do it. And it was shit that women were kind of told that you, you want to try harder to be more of a a, a lad almost. Yeah. yeah. You to like you to be like this, 
where in terms of how men behave like that, well, you know, we're not proud of it, really. No, exactly. There's nothing to be proud of at all. No, I, they're but, still uh, blokes. Maybe we should they're, have all been more like ladies. There still are blokes. I think young blokes who seem proud of all that stuff. But I think it's going yeah, out of fashion, generally speaking, isn't it? Getting on to Tim Southwell, there's a good piece he's written about doing um, a skydive for oh, the yeah. very first time, which is really interesting. It's a really good bit of writing. Because, um, I mean, that was the kind of thing that Lord they did. They would do Adventure. stuff that was yeah. mad. And uh, none of us would kind of really thought of doing, but it'd give us a... A first-person um, description of what it will be that, like. That scene in um, Train Spotting, which obviously of the same era, where he can rent and convinces the others to just get on a train and go out to the countryside, right? Yeah. And I remember that bit in the book as well because he's just sort of like, there must be more to life than what we're seeing. So he yeah. goes, let's go out and just fucking walk around in the countryside. And they get there, and he's quite into it. And the others are like, do you know what? We can see what you're trying to do, but it's just not working. This is shit. Let's go back and take Let's some get heroin. Back home, get on the heroin again. Yeah, exactly. But it reminded me a bit of the spirit of Loaded because, again, the spirit of Loaded was this: anyone can have an adventure. You can all have a good time. You don't have to be rich or live in a particular, you know, city or have access to particular privileges to go out and have it. And they mm. they put their money where their mouth is because their adventures weren't even this is at the extravagant end because he would have had to have arranged a skydive a lot of their adventures were we just went to wales and tried to live in a cave for the weekend do you know what i mean yeah. it was just going out yeah. into nature they were mainly urban urbanites the the staff and so just by getting out somewhere and i remember being quite inspired by that and doing sort of daft things with my mates probably directly inspired by the magazine where you just think you know what? We don't have to get into a particular nightclub and we don't even need to like get on a plane and fly to Ibiza. You can just go out somewhere different, you know, in yeah. the countryside or whatever and see what happens. Make your own adventure. Exactly. So I'm just flicking through some of the other stuff that's in here. This sort of bit, uh, what's this bit back, back here? I was interviewed with Beavis and Butthead. There's, oh, it says coming next month in Lauder. So it tells you what they've already got ready for you. For the next issue, Confessions of a Contract Killer. Good. That's uh, enticing. Mm. Uh, the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Always good value. Out of it in Africa, columnist of the year, John Ronson. Whoa. Of course, has done many, many great things over the decades. Yeah. John Ronson encounters a riot in Sun City, South Africa. Cool. Um, Michael Madsen of Reservoir Dogs uh, blasts our ears. Scuba diving for beginners. They've gone for the, from the sky to the oceans for the second one. And Cricket's Bad Boys. And then also a 32-page sex supplement. So, you know, we've 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 said that it's, it wasn't all uh, birds and tits and all that kind of thing. But it was quite a bit of birds and tits from the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was basically a fair reflection of the average pub conversation, which no other mag yeah. was. And I suppose it True. took guts because you'd sort of know that not all of it would be particularly well received by everyone. But it's just mm -hmm. like sometimes it's like, what if we were really honest? Most most stuff is so artificial, isn't it, in the um, mm. in the media generally? Like the way people talk on TV or even on the radio is not how we talk in real life. 
and the sort of stuff that you read about in newspapers should you read newspapers anymore or magazines is just like some sort of weird kind of choreographed version of human life and i suppose things that are that you can really like get touched by not in a noncy way are things where you just think, oh, this is just act- actually real. This is like a no filter. Yeah. If someone said, let's do a mag that was like the average sort of 20 something bloke in the pub in that era, it would be this. There's not been any filter applied. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, For the I benefit of the key please, word, pleasing yeah. advertisers, sort of thing. Yeah. The, the truth is, is that, you know, well, I remember, uh, well, a, a mutual friend of ours who I used to work with saying to me, you know what a really good magazine would be, mate? He said, uh, oh, no, podcast. He said, it would be a podcast called Girls I Fancy. Hold on a minute. My son's bringing me a cup of tea in the Vita Modular. Oh, Bloody hell, nice. what a life. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jalapeño. You absolute legend, mate. You're welcome. You're the best. Cheers. Bye-bye. What about that? In the Top Flight Time Machine mug as well. You what, mate? In the Top Flight Time Machine mug as well. He, I didn't even know he was home from school. He, well, he, he's got home from school, he's put the kettle on, made a yeah. cup of tea and brought me across an unsolicited cuppa in the Is Top Flight Time Machine thing? mug. He does always, like, we have a cup of tea when he gets in from school and it, yeah. whoever's sort of more ready to put the kettle on and make it does it. So sometimes it's me, sometimes it's him. But that was a nice surprise, I've got to admit. Oh, that's great, that. Yeah, it's lovely. lovely. Love that. Yeah, what so my mate, my mate, is it, yeah, you know him, oh, jo- yeah. Josh. He said, he said yeah. you know what? He goes, why doesn't someone do a podcast about girls that you fancy? He goes, you get a different guest on, maybe it's just two of you, and you just remember, you don't have to name her, you know, to, but you can just talk about some girl that you fancied once. Like, oh, when I was at Six on College, there was this girl I fancied. This is what it was like, and this is what happened, right? And he yeah. went, because... Um, and I said, that's a funny idea, mate. Why did you get on with that? He goes, well, think about it. He goes, when we all sit around, you're always just talking about girls that you think are fit. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what blokes talk about don't they and i was like with a heavy heart i must agree that is quite yeah. true um and well i think this this is a modern phenomenon where, where um social media and facebook are concerned yeah. where you get people reconnecting with girls oh. from your teenage years or your early oh 20s oh my god yes yeah, da- actually I dangerous think david, isn't it? i think david james did this he hooked up with a woman he'd, he'd known when he was a lot younger i think mm. it might have i don't want to go go down the wrong road here legally 
but I think it ended his marriage. And he, he kind of got together with that's a common. girl he'd known. I, I, I actually yeah, think, I was just gonna, that's what I mean. Yeah. I actually think that's quite common. You have to be careful because obviously, you know, we all carry around sort of unresolved feelings from when we were yeah. young. And then these people suddenly just pop back up again. And it can be it can be dangerous and there can be lots of even if nothing's going on, jealousy. Though I would say this on uh, Saturday because me and the, the thing about me and my good wife is we went to school together. We didn't get together at school, but we knew each other yeah. at school. Got together years later, and therefore all our friends from school are mutual friends. And mm. uh, it was actually my good wife pointed out to me that on Saturday it was, well, I think it was something like October the seventh, October the eighth, something like that. And uh, yeah, it was October the eighth, and we both remember that day because two of our mates, these two girls who we were at school with, they had a birthday on the same day. They were both girls in our year and they were both mates. So for the whole right. year, it's sort of a date that you remember. If you were in our friendship group at school, you remember that date every year because every year they would have a joint party or occasionally they'd both have separate parties and you'd try to go to both in the same night when we were teenagers, right? right? And therefore, October the 8th became this like, legendary date in your head that years after you've fallen out of contact with these girls it still comes into your head you go oh October the 8th party night to us it was like for about three four years running it was a big party night right yeah and uh I uh I don't know how you'd describe it let's say dated both of these girls at separate times in my teens My, my good wife's aware of that She's, you know, yeah. so school schoolboy stuff, not serious yeah, at yeah. all. She was around. She, yeah. she witnessed it all. Yeah, you yeah. can't worry about all that. Might not have meant anything to her at but the time. We brought but... it. We brought it up. That it was. Oh, it's October the eighth. Remember that October the eighth. It was their birthdays. We used to always have a right good laugh. I went on Facebook and wished them both happy birthday. It's not yeah. a big deal, Andy. But I'll tell you this. This is the point of the story. Fucking told mm. my wife I was going to do it first. You can't be too Good careful. For you. I said, you know, we were talking yeah. about it being their such and such birthdays earlier. He said, yeah. I said, well, I'm friends with them both on Facebook, but I haven't really chatted to either of them in years. Years and years. In fact, yeah. one one of them, years ago, I've got to admit, I got on the train with her. I got on the train and she was on the train. Mm. And we'd been really close at school, but we hadn't seen each other in about, let's say, 20 years. And we, I'm pretty sure that we both did that thing of pretending not to have seen each other. But Andy, right. it was the end, at the end of a long working day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And you know, when you're exhausted you, and you think, we've got 20 years to catch up on here. I'm not sure I've got the energy. Yeah, can't be asked. Can you send me can, send me links to their Facebook profile so I can have a look? <laughs> no, one of them, the one just I just curious. said, I'm not going to say the name, but the one I just said it was one of the most painful stories. I've actually just written it in this book I've just done, but I've told you it before. But it was the one who, before I dated her, I'd had a crush on her for years, but she was going out with a mate of mine, right? And then she split up with her mate, uh, with my mate, and she said, but me and her had always had a little bit of a, let's say, a connection. And she said... It was a frisson. Do you know this? You know, you'll remember this. So this is a heartbreaking story, mate, so I'm warning you now. I'm pretty sure when I told you this before, it broke your heart. She said, do you want to go to Camp Beaumont in Wales? I said, what do you mean? What, a group? I went, no, just me and you. 
I really like to go there just review. There's a team camp, and every day you do team things. And I was like, well, I'm not you sure that. You just go as, as individuals or, or couples. Yeah, we, went, we, 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 we basically went as a couple. And I went back to my mum and I said, Mum, I want to go on this Camp Beaumont thing, right? And she's like, well, it's pretty yeah. costly. You're going to have to ask your dad, right? So when there was anything yeah. of a large expense, I would have to sort of, I'd have to go cap in hand to my old man, like going cap in hand to the IMF, right? And I told I told him and my mum outright. I said, "Look, this girl, I fancied her for ages. She was going out with my mate. Yeah. She split up with him. First thing she said is, why don't me and her, in, as soon as some Monday start, go on a camp Beaumont together in Wales, in the Brecon Beacons. Wow. And my parents have gone, fucking hell. I think they were impressed. They're like, he's like, what, 14, 15, he's going on a fucking holiday with some bird, right? So they coughed to up. Camp Beaumont of to all Camp places Beaumont. as well. They coughed up. The Shangri-La. We go off together. We're on the fucking coach all the way to the Brecon Beacons for five hours, flirting all the way. And I'm like, are we sort of together now? We haven't kissed, but I think this basically means we're together. She's invited me on holiday with her. I mean, we're together, right? We get to fucking Brecon Beacons. This is huge. They used to do these things in old schools, right? That It was the summer holiday, so the schools would rent themselves out. But, of course, we're in separate dormitory buildings, right? Because there's a girls' one and a boys' one. I go to the boys' one. I'm rooming with this lad from fucking East Grinstead, right, called Aaron, right? Mm. So we hit off talking about football, what have you. It's the first night disco. He goes, who are you here with on your own? And I said, no, I come with a girl. He went, what's your girlfriend? I went, nah, it's not like that, playing it cool, you know. Nah, we're just mates. And he went, that's a bit weird. And I went, no, no, not really. We're just mates. So we thought we'd come together because uh, we're pals. And he went, oh, fair enough. All right, you can introduce me to her at the disco. You know what's coming, don't you? Oh, I do. We get, I don't like it. We get to the disco. I introduce her. He's there on his own. I introduce her. They hit it off. Anyway, dancing, Fuck. dancing. Look round after I've been there for about an hour. They've disappeared. I'm on my Jack Jones oh, at this disco. No. Come back round the corner looking sheepish. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, guess what? We're going out of each other now. That's how it works when you're 15. Not, oh, we just had a knee trembler. We're dating. Yeah. We're going out. We're yeah. a couple. I'm like, a couple? I've just fucking come five hours on a coach to the middle of yeah. a fucking brick and beacons. First night. And for the rest of the week, mate, it was a damp and drizzly week on a horrible Camp Beaumont fucking retreat in the middle of nowhere in Wales, right? And they were sneaking off non-stop to snog, walking hand in hand. I, I'm, I'm not proud to... No, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit. A couple of nights, I pretty much cried myself to sleep because I, I, I that I much... imagine. It wasn't just the heartbreak. It was how badly I didn't want to be there. That was the yeah. thing. I could yeah. deal with the heartbreak and, the, you know, I'd, I'd suffered that before. But it was like, obviously, the only reason I was there was because of her. Once she was taking herself out of the equation, all I wanted to do was be at home in my own rig. I was so upset. I'm, the, 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 the lesson I'm drawing from that is when he asked you that question, whether she was your girlfriend or not, and you hesitated and you weren't bald. Well, I couldn't say yes because she wasn't. Be, well, you should have said yes, though. <laughs> You should have got kind of said, yeah, I think we, I think we yeah, are, but then yeah. we, when we get to disco, we're, we're and he goes, oh, aye, aye, yeah, so you're his girlfriend, are you? And she goes, who told you that? He did. And she's like, a bit fucking presumptuous, well, isn't it? Well, well, you could have said, yeah, well, I don't know, we've come away together, yeah, and, you I know, we'll said see that. how it goes, I should have said that. I should have been honest and, and said, 
Not yet. And he's gone, what, are you some kind of fucking eunuch then? You're some yeah. kind of beat a cuck. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, she was very, very... She was very pretty, this girl, right? So yeah. you knew... That was her birthday this week, was it? Yeah, and I wished her happy birthday. I wish I hadn't, because I'm remembering this whole thing. She knew... Yeah. I think it was out of order. Yeah. Well, I hadn't spoken to her in years, and it was just that we were talking about it, me and my wife, and I said, oh, it's her birthday. Oh, and I wish them both happy birthday. She went, fine. I think she might have done as well. I don't know. But anyway... You know what? Soon as this is finished, this recording, we've only got a couple of minutes to go because we've both got other commitments. Uh, you want to get on Facebook, you want to delete that fucking birthday greeting. She the other girl, know. I won't see the other girl because she was really nice and she never did me wrong. But this mm. girl, and do you know what? A year, uh, at least a year, maybe more, after this story took place was when we started dating. And right. we had a relationship that lasted, mm. you know, like, what, a month or something like that. Right. But time. she was my first, like, girlfriend, really. And uh, so I obviously forgave her. She 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 cuckolded me, really. And yeah. that, that only increased my enthusiasm. Yeah. What's what that tell you? Now? What would you be called now online? A soy boy. Fucking A soy boy, cook. mate. Can't believe it. Cuckolded. But yeah. at least I got to snog her in the end. So, I mean, you know. You did. It was well, a bit- I, honestly, get on there, get on Facebook and delete that birthday agreement from me. She won't know it's been deleted. You don't you know get what? an alert when, I tell when that someone story, deletes it. When- you, you'll know you've done it. When I tell that story, right, I always think of the song that was playing at the disco that night when they came back in. You know, you remember little things like that. And you know what it was? It was, don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on oh. the moonlight. But Andy, it weren't the Jacksons version. It was a terrible Stock Aitken and Waterman cover version by some boy oh, band who I can't remember. Big Fun or somebody yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, and I remember her Christ. teaching me the actions to it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, this is good. I'll do the actions. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm still doing the actions. And she's around the back getting off with Aaron from East Grinstead. Fucking hell. And you're doing the actions to Big Fun's version. I know. Of blame like a fucking soy boy on my own. Fuck. Yeah. What did you do the rest of the week then? Just when fucking they were out and about. cried. Like, da- daytime activities. Just yeah, cried. we were doing we were doing daytime activities, and I met a few other mates, like not mates, but you know there was other people, and we all kind of became friendly. But like we'd be out, they'd go right, we're going into town today or something. They'd take you out mm. to the little town, but they'd both walk off hand in hand, mate. Yeah, and you hanging around like a spare part. People. You know, Fuck. people might wonder why I'm fucking bananas. Shit like that lives with you. Yeah, I mean, it's good that you've you've brought it up on this podcast and, and got it off your chest, as it were. Yeah, I'm doing it Again. for the sympathy. Second yeah, I do, I do it because when I I done it, I I told you once and you felt sorry for me, which I liked, right? <laughs> I I done it. I I told my wife about this before, and she felt sorry for me, which I liked. I've told my therapist yeah. about it. I think she nearly fucking cried when I told her about it. Yeah. So now I've written it in my book as well. But I've never named the girl because, no, that would be unfair. Because she was will. only young. I wouldn't hurt uh, anyone like that. She made mistakes. We all make mistakes, don't we? Once it in a makes while. me the bigger man as well. <laughs> <laughs> all I ask, all I ask is the sympathy <laughs> and pity of everyone around me. That's all I ask. It's a simple I thing. I, I'm hoping that the book will be uh, adapted into a TV series <laughs> and then I'll be fucking rolling in it and then I'll have, a, I'll have had the last laugh. Oh, man. If they do, I just fucking hope they get Jason Statham to play current me. 
<laughs> right, oh, okay. Right, uh, we'll wrap it up there from Loaded for now. We'll come back next week. We're going to go through the classified adverts page mm. as a bit of a history box oh, yeah. um, adjacent thing, including Breton shirts, an advert which is entitled Soccer Coach USA and the FX2000 New Technology Power Spark Ignition Unit, Ooh. widely used in racing, now available to the public. Where Find is out this more page? about that and more. Um, I don't know, there's nothing got page number on it. It's near the back. Oh, page yeah, I see, 85. It. I see it. I see it, yeah. 85. We'll do that next time. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.